Hey, hey, Keto Combo listeners. Today's guest is sharing a fascinating story about how she went from full-blown diabetic to a pre-diabetic status just from implementing the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting. She also reversed her high blood pressure, increased energy, lost 60 pounds, and so much more. Danielle and I are so excited to welcome our fellow certified ketogenic coach, Minya Nowotnik, to Keto Combos. I walked that trash bag to the end of the street, the end of the driveway, and put it into the, tr- into the waste wheel. I had to get it out because that's the hold that those sweets have on me. So to answer your question, yes, I still love to bake. I love the, the art of baking, but I don't trust myself. Still, I don't trust myself. Right. And like we were talking about the portions with the ice cream, even yes. the cheesecake, because I'm a huge cheesecake fan as you know I posted the recipe I usually cut my recipes in half and I put it in a four inch springform pan instead of a nine inch Uh and I can even cut that in half and or even quarters and freeze it that way it's not there Um, if I want a piece I can take it out of the freezer and let it thaw but if it's there it's thawed I'm gonna eat it I'm just like you are so I have to most of my recipes I cut in half for a quarter and I just, I make everything small so that I can enjoy it, but I'm not, you know, pigging out on it with no self-control. Correct. Even, even the mug cakes, little 90 minute, 90 second mug cakes that yes. are out there. They're delicious. They're perfectly keto, but I'll have one tonight and then I'll make one again tomorrow and the next. So I just, until I get all, I, I can get that part of me under control. I, I try to stay away from it. I do. Okay. And that's the best way to do it. And that's why you are living healthy now. I mean, even though all of those are keto, you're able to control what you put in your body and what your body is craving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, and I'm happier for it. Yeah, my, my clothes fit better. Uh, you know, I get, I get compliments. I, and then I, you know, I wanted to share this with other people. I wanted other people to feel as good in, as I do and a good, as good about themselves as I feel about myself. And so I, in the spring of this year, I um, got my certification to be a ketogenic um, coach. Yeah. Which we will link in the notes to the podcast, how they can find you on social media, website, email, all of that stuff. So Thank you. if someone yes. has a similar story or if they have a family member that's, you know, going through a battle like you went through, it would be nice to be able to connect with you and see how you got off of the medication, took absolutely. control of your health. I would and love to help. I would absolutely love to help. Yes. Um, we, um, you know, I'm currently in the middle of a, a group right now that I have going on. Just, you know, some really wonderful ladies and really enjoying working with them. Um, and I, I just try to tell them that you, you've got to start with your why. Your why is just so important. I, you know, circling back around, my why had to do with my mother. It had to do with my diabetes. Because your why has to be sustainable. It's all great to say... Um, I'm going to, my why is because I want to get into a dress 
for my friend's wedding or my cousin's wedding, or I want to get into this new bathing suit. And you do it and you get there and you get to wear the dress to the wedding and you get to wear the bathing suit. Now what? Now what happens? You've arrived. Is that why that you are aiming for? Is it sustainable? Is it going to carry you beyond the wedding or beyond the poolside? What's going to happen? And so that, that's when a lot of people lose their momentum because, okay, well, I've reached my goal. Now I'm going to have a piece of the wedding cake or I'm going to have, you know, I can, I, you know, I've, I've gone to the wedding. Now I can eat whatever I want. Right. You just can't have that mentality. You absolutely cannot. It has to be a lifestyle. The, the, the minute you call it a diet, you're, you're lost. You're lost at that. And you're putting limitations on it. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Your why has to sustain you to make this a lifestyle. Not, I agree. Not a time period. I agree 100%. Jumping in on that really quick is, you know, looking, looking where you, you want to go for a goal and then you reach your goal and then all of a sudden, you know, you say you reach your goal, but you know, it's, it, easy, it is easy to just, you know, dive into old habits, but you've got to think, where did you start? You know, you got to remember where you came from, where right. you started. Otherwise, you're just going to end up right back there. So what's, exactly. the point of, what's the point of going through all of this work and reaching all of these goals if you're just going to end up right back where you started from square one? And I even um, have been watching some motivational speakers that some people might know of too. And I just heard actual a live stream this morning too about basically like the same thing like what is why why would you know sh she was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about going to yoga and this person was saying well I, w I feel my best when I go to yoga classes and this is I felt really amazing I was on it I was on it and I felt like whole body health and eating better and going to working out in he healthy yoga classes and the whole nine yards and then she go, and then her friend was just saying, well, I know I need to do that again. And she looked at her like, well, why did you stop? Like, what, why did you stop in the first right. place? You know right. what I mean? Like, so, you know, you got to really think about it. If you know, this is what makes you feel good. You know that you feel your best doing these things. Why are you stopping? Like, what is the point of stopping? It doesn't mean that you just reach your goal and you give up. Like you, you keep going, you keep pushing through that. You keep living your best life for as long as you possibly can. I know I continue this lifestyle personally because I, you know, I feel better, you know, when I eat this way, I, I do. And if I don't eat right, and if I go off and like try to eat like all these high carbs, I can't eat sugar. I tried that once. I tried to implement it once. Like, I think it was a solid almost 12 year, we, or 12 months into it. And I physically got sick, but I do, I get physically sick if I eat high carbohydrates. So I simply cannot eat this way. Um, so I have to, eat, I just have to eat healthier to make my body feel good. But I totally just kind of want to go on that for a minute and see what you're saying and, and kind of, uh, you know, touch on that a little, a little bit. Cause I'm 100% agreement to that. It's like, you know, once you do reach a goal, you definitely need to, you know, continue on because why would you want to start over? Why do you do all that work for, for just to quit? You know, it just exactly. Make sense. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, you, and one would have to ask which, which part is, is hardest getting there or staying there just like a marriage. It's easy to get married. It's hard to stay married. Right. You got to do the work. You got to <laughs> yeah. work. Right. It's, it's the same thing. Uh, you, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
And, but I, you know, I have a, I have a huge support system now, whereas, you know, like I said, in the beginning, I, I, it really didn't have a lot of people worried about me. I was, you know, I was starving myself. I was eating too much fat. I was this, I was, you know, but now, you know, if my girlfriends want to want, want me to go to dinner or to lunch with them, they just ask, are you eating today? Can you join us? And even if I'm, even if it's not an eating day and I just want to get out of the office, I go and I order a bottle of water and I, and I go and the waitress wants to take my order. I said, no, I'm just here for the company, but thank you. And you get a couple of weird looks, but and they soon, they soon learn that, oh, that's the lady that doesn't eat. She just drinks water. <laughs> But, you know, it makes me feel good. I, I right. feel good. Yeah. And that's, that's the most important thing that you're just doing, you know, you're listening to your body and you're, you know, you're doing what your body is asking you to do. Like, if you feel good, this is what makes your body feel good. And this is what makes you feel good. Then just keep yeah. doing that. It's like so many people can see it as a misconception of, well, I'm starving myself or I'm trying to, you know, all these, it's really not like once you understand the human body, how it works, you know, and how intermittent fasting or all this stuff can be implemented into your lifestyle. It's really not as crazy as it sounds. And you can really go, you know, longer periods without eating. And so I know a lot of people think it's starving. That's like the first thing they do. Like you just starve yourself. It's like, no, <laughs> no you're not. And you think about it, the, the whole, you know, eating every, every few hours, that was really implemented by the food industry to sell yes. foods, you know, yes. you have three meals and then you have to have snacks in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> way too much for your body to digest. Like it's not yeah. even done digesting the first meal, like an hour or two before that. Exactly. <laughs> then, you're, then you're shoving more food into your body. It's like, no wonder why we have like these gut health issues. <laughs> it's like your body cannot keep up. Correct. You know, it's Correct. Too much. And so much insulin resistance. So many, so many people that are insulin resistant and on the verge of type two diabetes. It, it's yes scary and that's you, you're keeping your insulin elevated throughout the day every because you're eating throughout the day right when i started this i did have my fasting insulin tested and i was at above 20. six months later it came down to 15. six months ago it was nine next month i get um blood work done again so hopefully i'm nor you know closer to normal Hopefully. That's great though. Amazing that it's gone down like that by itself without any of the medication. Right. It's all by a ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting is, is how I'm healing myself. Absolutely. Yeah. That is wonderful. I appreciate you being on here. We both appreciate you being on yes. here and sharing your story. Absolutely. And again, we will link all of your contact information. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you, needs help, they will know how to do that. And I do love the one note that you had sent us on the podcast before saying to be kind, be patient, and be loving to yourself. Yes, and amen to that. Yep. I think your journey is proof that doing all of that, all the hard work pays off and you do have to be kind to yourself. Yes. So yes. thank you again very much for joining us. And yes, hopefully thank you. we'll get to do this again. I enjoyed it. Thanks again, ladies. Have a great night.
You, you too. too. Thank you. Thank you. The intensive dietary management program um, offered fasting, um, monthly fasting through with Brenda Zorn, and she led a Zorn fast, is what it's called. Um, once a month, she would do a four-day fast, and we would all follow her. Um, and I tell you, my when my blood sugars were basically at normal when I did those, and so I try to do an extended fast at least every other week. Okay. Yeah, and I just I feel good, and it's you know, at first people were like, "You're starving yourself. Why are you doing this to yourself? You're going to become bulimic. You're going to you know, no, I I'm not starving myself. The difference between starving and fasting is that fasting is my choice. Someone who's starving doesn't know where their next meal is coming from or when it's coming. I'm fasting, I'm in control. I know what I'm gonna eat and when I'm gonna eat it because I'm gonna eat it when I decide to eat it. And so I'm not starving. Not and when you do eat, you feast. I mean, you fill up. It's not like you're going to go have you know, a rice cake or a cracker. Exactly. You're gonna have a big meal. I sit down to a meal. Now I break my fast with something small and light, easy to digest. But um, yeah, I, I, if I do go out to lunch with the girls at work, I eat. You can ask them, I eat. I, I, don't, I don't hold back. I'm not the one that's gonna order the dainty little salad. I, I'll go and I'll order a, a six ounce steak and a half a rack of ribs and that's my lunch. That's my meal. Now do you? I don't eat sides that come with it. But do you find that it's difficult when you go out? Because you're, you said your husband's not keto or not a hundred percent keto. I'm sure he still yeah. eats a lot of the foods because they're amazing. Yeah. He's not, he's not keto. He's not keto at all. However, when I do cook meals for us, I'll, I will slip in a keto meal. That is just, it's just yummy. It's ribs. He loves ribs. It's just that his has barbecue sauce on it and mine doesn't. I mean, that's the okay. okay. Um, but he will eat ice cream, I won't. If I eat ice cream, I'm gonna make my own and I'm gonna make a keto version of a keto ice cream. And then I'm gonna pour, portion it out into little um, quarter cup servings and put them in the freezer and just pull one out. And have it, <laughs> that's the best portion control. In the, exactly. Instead of eating a serve, you know, a, literally a serving bowl full of ice cream back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of back in the day, and we touched on it a little bit when you had that bakery, do you still do keto sweets? Like, do you still enjoy baking? I do still enjoy baking. I, I love to bake for people. I just, if I do it for myself, I have to do small portions, just a small size cheese. I love cheesecake. Love cheesecake. I think you had actually <laughs> posted a pumpkin cheesecake that I took a snapshot of from Instagram yeah. and I made that. And it was delicious. Now I made it crustless and I'm telling you, I told myself, okay, I'm just going to let this cool and then I'm going to eat a piece of it tomorrow. First thing I did was I scooped it out of that warm, um, tray. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is so good. I set it aside and let it come to room temperature. I cut myself a piece before it could set in the refrigerator. I finally put it in the refrigerator and I went to bed and I could not get my head, uh, my thoughts away from that 
cheesecake. It was awful. It's like, so I finally sold myself. I either am going to get up and go eat that whole thing or I have to get rid of it. And I chose to get rid of it. I chose to throw it away. I literally threw the whole thing in the trash. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Nemia. And I know a little bit about your story, so I'm excited for our listeners to learn a little bit more about it. And if you don't mind, just kind of start with how you got started. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and talking to you. But yeah, I, yeah. I've always been a little on the chubby side to begin with. As a kid, I was always the, the big girl in class and always had that Amazon woman syndrome in the class, I was taller than the boys and bigger than the girls. But, um, you know, I kind of grew out of that. I'm always now, I'm now an average 5'5". Five, five, so the height-wise, I'm good there. But, you know, the, the chubbiness was always there. And um, growing up Italian, it was just pasta and bread and sweets and just all those things, all the, all the goodies. And in, in 2007, I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. And it was also the time that I had a small cafe um, bakery in town. I was the only bakery in town and so selling, you know, pushing cakes and cookies and muffins and cinnamon rolls to all my customers. It's, you know, I, I see sugar now as a drug. So I was the local drug, <laughs> basically, if you look at it that way. Um, but, you know, being diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, I never really took that diagnosis seriously. It just was something that Oh, well, it was in my family. My mother had it. My mother died from it, um, end-stage renal failure. Um, and it, you know, it was just something that I, that I thought, okay, well, this is eventually what's going to take me down too. Um, she was on hemodialysis for a year and a half, and then that port failed, so we had to switch her to her peritoneal dialysis, and I helped her um, change her bag, her uh, peritoneal bag, for about a year and a half, every four hours you had to do that. Um, and it was just, you know, it was, it was depressing. It was like, okay, if this is gonna be my fate, well, I may as well enjoy the cupcakes and muffins and the, you know, if there's nothing I can do about it, there's really no education that was given to her. And she never really talked to us, her children, about the, the disease. You know, so we just didn't really know what we were dealing with either. Um, but just when she died in 2004, um, she, she eventually ended up having a stroke from it. Um, and, you know, and then a heart attack after that. So, um, but I still maintained again that I, this was my fate. I may as well enjoy it. And so fast forward to like spring of 2015 and just for pure vanity reasons, not for the, the, the help. Not for the help. <laughs> exactly. Because it, again, I thought that that's eventually what I was going to, I was going to end up but for vanity reasons. Dr. Mark Hyman um, was putting out there, uh, it was collecting participants for a beta group for his book, Eat, um, Eat Fat, Get Thin. And so I applied for that and I got accepted. And, you know, it was really the best thing I ever did for myself because I, I learned through him um, a little bit about the di about diabetes. I I saw results. You know, in four months, I lost I dropped two sizes. 
I dropped some weight. I don't remember the weight number that I lost, but um, you know, I didn't, I still had a lot of weight to lose, but I was much, much healthier. Um, and that was in the spring of 2015. And then in the summer of 2015, I met a wonderful man, a man that I'm with now, after, you know, nine years after losing my husband to a motorcycle accident. Um, I always say God repays, you know, he repays well. Um, so I'm, I'm with this wonderful man now and um, he's not keto. He's probably a tofi. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside fat on the inside because he loves his candy coffee and his cookies and um, his ice cream at night and so after having lost some weight met him and then he was living the lifestyle or still is living the lifestyle enjoying all the goodies I started to enjoy the goodies with him again except I was eating the healthy goodies quote unquote I'm doing air quotes here you know the, the copious bowls of vegetables and bowls of fruit, even though I, I thought I was doing healthy, but those carbs, I'm so carb sensitive that they were wreaking havoc on me. That it, By December of 2015, my A1C shot up to 8.4 and my doctor put me on Trulicity. Oh, wow. So even though you weren't sitting down having a bowl of ice cream, just the carbs and the impact that fruit I mean, just natural, healthy, what everyone assumes is healthy fruit has that effect on you. Absolutely. And I started packing on the pounds again. I probably gained about 10, 12 pounds back on um, just doing that. It, and it was just, it was depressing. It was just depressing. So my doctor gave me a choice. I, I, he's either going to put me on Trilisty, which help, would help my pancreas um, make more insulin or he was gonna put me on insulin. I chose the Trulicity because my mother was always on insulin and I watched her give herself the insulin shots. The Trulicity was at least a once a week, not every day or twice right. a day like my mom did. So, you know, and the Trulicity did bring my A1C back down to a seven and my doctor was happy with a seven. Um, you know, that's, that's the standard, um, American Diabetes Association is that 7.0, that's, they, they medicate you to seven and they're happy with that. Now, did your doctor ever discuss diet with you at this point? No. Well, he did, yes, okay, I, I, he did, but it was that, it's that standard little pamphlet that you get. Low fat, these number of, of carbohydrate servings, um, you know, low fat, like I said, low fat. And it just basically, it was just basically a high-carb, low-fat diet. And it's just the generic of what most yes. doctors, unfortunately, have right now. Yes, yes. And so it didn't serve me well, just like it doesn't serve most of, most of the world. <laughs> it's just, right. Yeah, so, but because it got me to 7.0, he was happy. Um, but remember, I started this journey with, of a goal of losing weight for vanity purposes and I wasn't losing the weight so I decided okay uh, I you know packed on another 10 pounds and I got to get it off how am I going to do this I went back to doing the Dr. Hyman's um, program that I had you know done before well this time it didn't work it didn't work because I, I guess I was still eating the fruit and he was you know the fruit and the it was more of a plant-based high-fat 
diet. And so it just, it didn't work for me. So I, I had to start investigating and researching for myself. And I came across the ketogenic diet. That's where I, I learned about Dr. Jason Fung, Megan Ramos, um, Christy Sullivan, cooking keto with Christy. She was a godsend for me. So that I, you know, <laughs> she had <laughs> wonderful keto recipes that kept me afloat. And, um, you know, I, it, it's, it helped me because I was able to get myself off the trulicity because I learned that through Dr. Fung, I learned the perils of high insulin. Well, if this medicine is forcing my pancreas to make more insulin when I'm already insulin resistant, I'm not serving my body well. So right. I had to get myself off of it. And I wrote my doctor an email. And I said, look, I'm going to take myself off of the trulicity. I'm going to replace it with a ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting. And he didn't, he didn't fight me on it. He went, went ahead and told me I could do that. So, so I, it's a, that's exactly what I did. And I got my, um, my blood sugar numbers better than they were when I was on Trulicity. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. And now, that's nice that the doctor didn't fight you. And I'm did. sure he wanted to continue to check your numbers to make sure yeah, everything was okay. Yep. And he did. Um, you know, I, I stayed very in, in close contact with him. And he, um, you know, at one point he even told me, you are the only one in my practice that is actually doing the work. Because <laughs> Because at this point, now my, my A1Cs in the low is um, um, at that point when he said this to me, um, that, you know, you're the only one doing the work in my practice. If I had more patients like you, I could play more golf. And, I, <laughs> um, and so that- Which is nice to hear. It was very nice to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that was, fast forward to like- um, Oh my goodness. I think it was Thanksgiving. I just saw, yes, I was losing the, I was, lo I mean, I was lowering my numbers, but I was not losing any weight still. Um, and it took me from June of 2017 when I started keto and intermittent fasting until October before I saw any movement on the scale whatsoever. And although that was frustrating, it was also very exciting because my boyfriend helped me understand or see the point that, okay, you might not be seeing any movement on the scale, but look at your blood sugar numbers. You're so much better now without all this medicine. You're medicine free and your numbers are better than they were then. Don't worry about the weight. And it did in, in October, it's kind of, it was the weight loss whoosh happened. It just, <laughs> it's like that 10 pounds just came off immediately. And with your numbers getting better, I'm sure you had to have been feeling better also. Oh Do you actually feel the difference? Yes. Yes. In fact, when I added the intermittent fasting along with the keto, those uh, pesky hot flushes that we women get, yes. <laughs> gone, totally gone. No more night sweats, no more, no more daytime hot flashes. And I haven't had them since. That's fantastic. Yeah. So my hormones really regulated. Isn't that amazing? I know it took me, I had to take hormone replacement shots every 10 to 12 weeks. 
Mm -hmm. And it took about five or six months of following the ketogenic lifestyle. And I didn't have to take those shots. Like when they came due pre-keto, you could tell. I mean, my husband would tell me, he's like, you're due for a shot, aren't you? So he could actually notice after I started eating this way. And it did take some months, but it leveled off to where I, you couldn't tell I was due for a shot until my phone alarm went off to tell me. So it really does help. And I would go through the same thing as far as having, I would have menopause symptoms, basically. So I would have the hot flashes. I would walk into a room and not even know why I was in there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, keto fixed it. (laughs) I give it all the credit. Absolutely. Now, even the the mental clarity is, now I still have to write everything down. I just do, because I've got, (laughs) you know, my job is, uh, very stressful, and I, I've got things coming at me from all different directions. I have to write it down. But sure. at least I, I the mental clarity is is wonderful. I don't I don't feel like I'm living in a fog anymore. Um, yeah, I do still suffer from insomnia, but I've also heard it said that when you're fasting, you ha- you have all this energy, and I'm wondering if that's why I don't sleep. Now, what kind of fasting schedule do you follow? So in the beginning, I, I started out with just, okay, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'll, I just narrowed my eating window down to okay. a meal a day. And I literally did one meal a day for about a year. Um, and then I started throwing in some extended fasts. Um, I will, I'll do a 36 hour. I've done a 48 hour. I've done 72 hours. Um, I also participate in. Thanks for joining us this week on Keto Convos. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. so You'll never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Keto Convos Podcast or email us at ketocombospodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share with a friend and tune in for our next episode. Welcome to Keto Combos, a podcast about the ketogenic lifestyle, whole body health, and self-discovery. Each week we deliver the best analysis of optimal health. Now here's your hosts, Danielle and Kimberly.